Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get some Egyptian fever. Oh, yeah. More specific, you're about to get a taste of mummy fever that yeah. swept through Europe for, quote, centuries. And then made its way here in the 80s, as you said. Don't you know? I mean, one of the greatest hits of all time yeah. is about Egyptians. This was written by Prince. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like on a napkin as a joke? Was Manic Monday written yes, by him? Yes, okay, Manic Monday. <laughs> Which, but I like the idea that he wrote this one. <laughs> I think Manic Monday might have dumber lyrics than this. It might. It might. Now, let's not forget the time we found the old uh, song, Walk With an Erection, uh, that some radio show did, and we laughed like morons after insulting it. Yeah. It wasn't our best. And then there was... Oh, I forgot what it was, but it was walk like something very specific. Nah, never mind. <laughs> was it an Egyptian? It might have been an erection. Was it an but erection? it might have been, it might have been, <laughs> might have been some some okay. specific okay. lyrics in that song. Walk that like made no an sense. erect Egyptian. Maybe well, that's it. Yeah, maybe. You Let's know, we've still got it. a ways to go when it comes to science. Obviously, there's still great debate about basic facts and whatnot. Sure, but there was a time where people often thought, you know, it would help me get healthier. Cannibalism. It works for some. Yeah. Uh, This would be one of the most strange times in particularly European history when Europeans were obsessed with Egyptian mummies, driven first by a belief that the ground up and tinctured human remains could cure anything from bubonic plague to headache. And then by the idea that Victorian people had about after dinner entertainment, the bandaged mummified corpses of ancient Egyptians were the subject of a lot of excitement. For Europe, for about five hundred years, five hundred years well, they were yeah. eating them. Yeah, well, I mean, that you, was uh, one of the trends. During well, you'd know you were at a pretty special thing, and that you were part of an elite class if you were at some sort of a banquet with a unfurled mummy. This came out of like they, yeah, they, you know, those aren't just laying around. There was a belief that mummies could cure illness, and it drove people for centuries to ingest. But they can't. Mumia, the product created from mummified bodies, was a medicinal substance consumed for centuries by rich and by poor, available in apothecary shops like pharmacies, Mm -hmm. and created from the remains of mummies brought back from Egyptian tombs to Europe. Interesting that we stole their dead and tried to eat them. And we, the the Europeans, were the civilized ones. Mm -hmm. You don't know until you try. Yeah. Good point. There's only one way to do science. Uh, by the 12th century, um, apothecaries were using ground-up mummies for their otherworldly medicinal properties. Mummies were prescribed medicine for 500 years. I thought they were eating them like steaks. <laughs> you didn't read the whole article. Wow. <laughs> no, I Did you read... think after dinner they would unwrap one <laughs> like some, somebody who brought home cake from the restaurant in foil? Mm-hmm. Shaped thought, like a goose. I thought there'd be a mummy there on the table, like, you know, when you see people eating sushi off people, off women. 
Like, there they are laying down. It is roughly the same. And then you just cut a piece off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, of course, back then, a world without antibiotics. Physicians prescribed ground-up skulls, bones, and flesh to treat illnesses from headaches to reduce swelling or even curing the plague. Mm. Uh, Guy de la Fontaine was a royal doctor. He doubted mumia. Mummy dust was a useful medicine and saw forged mummies made from dead peasants in Alexandria in 1564. Ew. That's when he realized, hey, people can be conned. For some reason, the mm-hmm. thought of like getting a peasant instead of a real live, uh, well, a real mummy is disgusting. That's so gross. <laughs> you, <laughs> need, you need your your dead bodies that you're going to grind up and put in your in your medicine yeah. to be of more elite heritage. Yeah, it's I like know. getting a donor heart from a hobo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't know what's been going on. That peasant's Jesus. been working in slop their whole life. <laughs> I want, I want, I want a donor art from somebody who owns a set of encyclopedias. <laughs> that's, that's the bar you have. Yeah, owns a set of encyclopedias uh-huh. in the world of the internet. I want them uh-huh. to have worn gold, <laughs> oh, not boy. eaten boots. That, that could be plenty yeah. of poor people then. Yeah, because we like gold. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> by the way, they were still dispensing mummies as medicine when um, this country began. That's not a it's shock. not that long ago. I mean, it, mm-hmm. lots of bad decisions. We were made probably them. still would be, but they started running out of them. Yeah, you got to make some more mummies, right? <laughs> you know, it's not a it, it's a yeah. resource that needs to be mm-hmm. replenished. Like you cut down a tree, you plant a couple. Mm-hmm. You eat a mummy, you make two. Exactly. Or, I mean, it takes a while. Educate peasants and make them a little bit, uh, I don't know, better. Oh, that's how socialism started. They mm-hmm. wanted more mummies to eat. How long, you know, how long does something have to be mummified before you can uh, get the medicinal benefits? Because I mean, days. you could mummify somebody, and then can you just have them the next day, mm. or does it have to be a couple it, centuries? I think it takes a little while, and I think they have to be in Egypt. So you just go, you ship your bodies there. Uh, uh, not all doctors thought dry old mummies made the best medicine. Some thought that. Moist, juicy ones. (laughs) Yeah. The meat and blood had a vitality the long dead lacked. Now we're talking. The claim that fresh mummy was best convinced even the noblest of nobles. England's King Charles II took medication made from human skulls after suffering a seizure. And until 1909, physicians commonly used human skulls. To treat neurological conditions. Yeah, well, that kind of answered my question. You have What's, a brain what injury. A better, Let's bash mummy a poor. Or new mummy. Well, if a, if a new mummy is good enough for a king, it's good enough for me. Yeah, I want, you know, I would prefer to have a fresh mummy. <laughs> That's how it goes. For yeah. the royal and social elite, you know, where Joe wants to get his mummies. Yeah. <laughs> Eating mummies seemed a royally appropriate medicine, as doctors claimed Mumia was made of pharaohs. Pharaohs. <laughs> royalty <laughs> ate royalty. That's the well. That's how you get blue blood. Yeah. Uh, by the 19th century, the 1800s, people were no longer consuming mummies to cure illness, but were rather hosting unwrapping parties where Egyptian corpses would be unwrapped for entertainment at private wealthy people's houses. It's the original uh, unboxing video <laughs> yeah. hall, slash hall video. Who's that little kid that I hate? Uh. What is that kid? I don't know. I've I mean, who is that mind. kid? Sells garbage to children? Yeah, now, now he has stuff at pharmacies Yeah, himself. Napoleon's first expedition into Egypt in 1798 got all the Europeans interested and allowed 19th century travelers to Egypt to bring whole mummies back to Europe bought off the street. Well, that was the day's internet. 
<laughs> it's the the black web, man, or the dark web. You can get anything on there. That's what uh-huh. our company was based on. Town uh, Square. Victorians. <laughs> <laughs> the town Square, yeah. There you go. Hey, where you get those mummies you eat. <clears throat> town Square. Where the yeah. clocks are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they would have knockoffs. They would have been mommies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duddies. <laughs> Victorians held private parties dedicated to unwrapping the remains. Early unwrapping events had at least a veneer of medical respectability. In 1834, the surgeon named Thomas Pettigrew unwrapped a mummy at the Royal College of Surgeons. In his time, autopsies and operations took place in public, and this unwrapping was just another. Soon, though, the pretense of medical research was lost. Then, mummies were no longer medicinally thrilling. A dinner host could entertain an audience while unwrapping was rich enough uh, and showing he was rich enough to own an actual mummy. Oh, then some knee-slapping jerk uncle at some point decided it would be funny to wrap a mummy in a mummy in another mummy in oh, a bigger mummy. Yum. So you just never knew when you were going to get to the final stupid mummy. <laughs> the thrill of seeing dried <laughs> flesh. Dang it. In both. Oh, it's a smaller mummy. Man, why did you do this? I hate you. There was a lot of drinking at these parties where they unwrapped what? mummies. <laughs> no, okay, let's just... Didn't Let's go know? with this for a second and assume that sometime in the future, like 400 mm-hmm. years, yeah. another culture will be digging up our grandparents and unwrapping them. Yeah. And they're going to say, eat your mommy, because there are places where people don't have puppies to eat. <laughs> yeah. This civilization burned so everyone, that... so it's hard to find a good set of bones. So that days. phrase where you have to eat something and be fat because someone else is too skinny... That's going to persist, even though yes. all these other cults. Okay, got it. That's how you know you're rich. You just buy food and then waste your mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mummy unwrapping parties ended as the 1900s began. The thrills seemed in bad taste all of a the sudden. Then the discovery of King Tut's tomb fueled a craze that shaped Art Deco design and everything from the motifs of doors in the Chrysler building to the shape of clocks designed by Cartier. Mm-hmm. The sudden death in 1923 of Lord Carnarvon, sponsor of the King Tut expedition, was from natural causes, but was soon attributed to a new superstition. Lack of mummy. The- <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe, it's not lack of mummy. Oh. Oh. It might be yeah. too much, much mummy. Mummy deficiency. <laughs> called the mummy's curse. Of course the curse. Everyone knows about the mummy's curse. What's the curse? That it, it, That's all they say about it. You it's- get too close, it makes you die. Yeah. Bugs come out of things. Yeah, scarabs and whatnot. Yeah. Mm, I don't like that. It kills <laughs> it kills careers. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh-huh. When was the last public unwrapping of a mummy? The I'll bet it was public in the 80s. Unwrapping? Wait. Um, it was at we watched that video. It's where that sound came from. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> in twenty sixteen, Egyptologist John Johnson hosted the first public unwrapping of a mummy. Since 1918. Dr. John Johnson? <laughs> Johnston. John John- oh, oh, Johnston. Johnston. Otherwise, it'd be stupid. Yeah, John Johnston. Uh, tasteless as possible with everything from the bangles walk like an Egyptian playing when they started. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. To the attendees being given glasses of gin and other drinks. Man, I don't gin. know why. The mummy, I, I though. thought you weren't going to say gin. I know. I heard the G in the eye, and I really thought it was going to end in more of a zzz sound. You got goo on the brain. Everybody gets a glass of glug. Drink your cream at the mummy party. 
Do you think it was like a like a keg? You pump I it, it shoots so. out of the. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, the mummy, though, was only an actor wrapped in bandages. But the event- a bummer for that guy. <laughs> was he dead? <laughs> finally, he was the star. <laughs> All this time, finally, Fatty Arbuckle makes his comeback. <laughs> Such a weird, we live in a weird world. I know. Oh, like sometimes you don't recognize the weird stuff because we're used to it, and then you see something like that, and you go, "No, no, no, that's yeah, that's a creep. Very strange. Like, there's a lot of weird creeps. Yeah, man. I'm sure they had an excellent reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to do something with your time. Somebody sent a meme of an old timey doctor holding some device up to a a man's belly, and it says, "Being an old timey doctor would rule." Just drink as much as you want and say things like, yeah, you got ghosts in your blood. Cocaine <laughs> yeah. should do it. <laughs> <It's true>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have ghost blood. 